tonight, and uh, we're going to look at the book of Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to uh, read uh, beginning at the 19th uh, verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verse, verses 19 through 22, and uh, we're going to just, we're just going to take a moment and look into the word of the Lord and ask God to, to bless us, ask God to bless his, his word as we seek you know, we say bless his word, uh, but you know, his word is blessed. And what we're really asking him to do is to bless this time that we're spending in his word. We're asking him to bless that, that, that as it is seed coming into our hearts and our minds, that it will, that it will do what it is supposed to do. Too many people know scriptures, but don't know truth. And, and if you'll let the scriptures do what they're designed to do, it'll change your life. The Bible says if you'll know the truth, the truth will make you free. That's, that's what the truth is designed to do. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22 says this. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are builded together for an habitation of God through the spirit. Amen. And I would like to preach to you for just a few moments tonight, speak to you on this subject, fitly framed together. Fitly framed together. Could we just go to the Lord together in prayer this time for his word? Lord, we praise you. We worship you. We ask your blessing upon this time we have remaining in this service. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless our time spent in your word. Let it be edifying to us. Lord, let it be perfecting of the saints, edifying to the body. Lord, help it to, to be a ministering power to our hearts and our minds. Help us, Lord, to grow. Help us to grow in this season of sharing your word. Help us to grow. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I thank God for what I feel here in this place tonight. Uh, I want to, um, I just want to point out the obvious, I think, from these verses of Scripture. Of course, these are very powerful verses, very powerful themes that are expressed by the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus. And uh, he says here that, that we are no more strangers. We are no more foreigners. But we are fellow citizens with the saints and of, we are of the household of God. Now that what he's telling us is that at one time we were strangers. At one time we were foreigners to this thing called the church. Or to this thing called the body of Christ. And, and, and yet that has changed. And, and Ephesians chapter 2 is a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, passage of scripture. And, and it describes how that... At one time, we were without Christ, that we were aliens to the commonwealth of Israel, that we were strangers from the covenants of promise, that we had no hope, that we were without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. He is our peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who hath broken both one, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. He's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. The chosen and those who had no hope with God. And Jesus Christ broke down the wall that existed between those who were chosen and those who are strangers. And so we give God the praise for that. We give God the glory for that. 
We must never, ever grow weary of thinking about it, talking about it, singing about it, preaching about it, praising God for it. He absolutely did a wonderful miracle. You know, we would know nothing. If, if, if it weren't for Jesus Christ, we would know nothing about the goodness of the Lord. We, we would know nothing about Daniel in the lion's den. We would know nothing about the children of Israel coming out of bondage in Egypt. We would know nothing about the three Hebrew children being delivered from the fiery furnace. We would know nothing about the walls of Jericho coming down. All of those promises that were given to Abraham that apply to us because we are grafted into the, the vine. We would know none of those things. That would be so, so foreign to us, so odd for us to even hear about. And yet, because of Jesus Christ, we are fellow heirs. We are made partakers of the blessings that came upon Abraham. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father Abraham had many sons. Had many sons, had Father Abraham. And I'm one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord right hand, left hand. Woo, right foot, left foot, turn around, do the hokey pokey, whatever. Amen. I'm glad to be in the church. I'm glad to be in the household of God. I'm glad to be, I'm glad to be in the body of Jesus Christ. There's no truer statement has been said than that he didn't have to do it, but he did. He brought us into this glorious grace, <laughs> into this beautiful favor, into this precious this precious faith that we have with God. And, and so that's when the Apostle Paul comes to what we call the 19th verse. And he says, now therefore you are no more strangers. You are no more foreigners. But you are fellow citizens with the saints. And you are of the household of God. And, and you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. The apostles and the prophets, the apostles being the foundations, and the prophets, the tribes of Israel, if you please, being the walls of that city. But Jesus Christ is the great connector between the old and the new covenants. And, and he himself is the chief cornerstone. The prophets foretold his first coming. And the apostles foretold his second coming. Jesus Christ is what these scriptures are all about. And so he is the chief cornerstone. And the Bible says, in whom? In Jesus. All the building is fitly framed together. And all the building is growing together unto an holy temple in the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Now we understand that the temple was built by Solomon, David's son. But, but, but that temple was destroyed. And then there was another temple built. And the temple that was built, it was, it was less in value because of the fact that, that it, 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 they just didn't have the means that they had when they built the original temple. In fact, it was so... It was so far inferior as far as earthly means are concerned that the elders wept when they considered the glory of the original temple. And this, this second temple was inferior to the original temple. And yet the prophet said that the glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former house because the temple that God is trying to build has nothing to do with silver and gold. It has nothing to do with what man's hands can accomplish. And that temple, even though inferior to the original temple, even that temple was destroyed. But the Apostle Paul prepared the church for when that temple would be destroyed and explained to them, don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Don't you know that this that God gave you as a body, you were made in the image of God and the Holy Ghost lives inside of you? It has nothing to do with brick and mortar. It has nothing to do with a physical foundation. There is a spiritual foundation. There are spiritual walls. There are spiritual pillars. There are spiritual principles and precepts. And, and these are the things that bring this holy temple of the Lord together. 
and cause it to grow together unto an holy temple in the Lord. In fact, John the Revelator looked into the heavens and saw that holy city and he said this. He said, there is no temple in that city. No temple in that city. Because the Lamb is the temple thereof. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. See, see, the original temple was destroyed. And then the inferior temple to that was destroyed. And then even this body, this mortal body that is the temple of the Holy Ghost, even this body shall return to the earth from whence it came. And this corruptible shall take on incorruption. This mortal shall take on immortality. And the only temple that ever exists is the Lamb of God. In Him all the building fitly frames together. In Him the building of the Lord grows together into a holy temple. In Him we are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. God has fitly framed his church. You and me, us, God, fitly framed his church to be his temple. To be his temple, the beautiful temple of the Lord. And so I remember singing a song. We already did one Sunday school song. Why not do another one? We'd say, building up the temple, building up the temple, building up the temple of the Lord. Oh, brother, won't you help me? Sister, won't you help me? Building up the temple of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's what it's all about is the brother and sister in Christ Jesus coming together, being fitly framed together, building up the temple of the Lord. And, and, and it's you and it's, it's me and it's us. It's, it's us loving one another as ourselves. It's us working together. It's us being there for one another, weeping with those who weep, rejoicing with those who rejoice, reaching out to those who are in need. It's, it's, we are growing. We are growing together unto an holy temple in the Lord. And everything you do, on your path with God is to grow you unto that holy temple in the Lord. Let the growth occur. The Bible describes this. Every time you look at the apostles' writings, the apostles are continually telling the church to grow in grace and to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's so easy just to throw that out there, kind of cliche-ish if you please just grow in grace well I grow in grace well you know that's easy to say but when you're actually growing in grace that can be a painful process sometimes it is a difficult thing sometimes that you endure and to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ do you know what you're saying when you say grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, let's talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for a second you know what characterized him and separated him from all the other sages of the ages what characterized him and distinguished him was the fact that he was a suffering king fact that he was one who did not make himself of any reputation Jesus Christ there was none as lowly as Jesus Christ there was none so meek and so mild and so kind even in the face of great adversity than Jesus Christ so when the Bible teaches you to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ you're going to grow and the way that you're going to grow is that that it's going, to, it's going to knock some of the rough edges off of you. It's going to take some of the sharp, jagged, unsightly, and, and unfitting, non-fitting parts of you. It's going, to, it's going to smooth you, and it's going to cause you to become what you need to be in order to be fitly framed together in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. How many are thankful you're not what you used to be? Hallelujah. I'll tell you, God had to knock some haughtiness out of us. God had, to, God had to smooth some of the jagged edges of arrogance and sarcasm and unkindness and, and, and some of the, just some of the, some of the non-compassionate things that we used to have and, and some of the arrogance and ignorance and attitudinal problems we had. Listen, that doesn't fit into the body of Christ. That doesn't fit into the temple of the Lord. You need to know that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit goes before a fall. Now, now, you might be able to hide pride from the person sitting down the row from you. You might be able to have pride in your spirit and still operate in some kind of a capacity within the church. But God knows your heart. And it doesn't pass the scrutiny of God's judgment. 
and he knows what's in my spirit. And I might be able to fool some of the people some of the time, all of the people some of the time, some of the people all of the time, but not all the people all the time, and you're surely not going to fool God. He knows all, and he sees all, and he understands all. And, and, and it may not be something that really manifests itself physically, but, but if it's in your spirit, that thing, will keep, that thing will keep you out of God's eternal presence. And so growing in grace and growing in knowledge will, will, will begin to, begin to frame you and begin to cause you to grow together. Now, now we're, talking about, we're talking about a building here. And we're talking about a, a being builded together for an habitation of God through the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost doing this work. The Holy Ghost is, is building me together with you. He's, he is, he's whittling me down, if you please. He's carving me up, if you please. He's chopping this off and chopping that off and sanding this down and staining that. He's making me what I ought to be. I mean, at one time, at one time, you're just a wild olive branch out growing in the forest somewhere, just going whichever way you want to go. And you got limbs going every which direction, leaves blowing in the breeze until Jesus Christ, the wise master builder, comes and takes you into his kingdom and brings you into his fold. And he begins to make you into what you ought to be. And you will look unrecognizable to what you were when he first found you. Once you were wild and unsightly once you were just growing every which direction once you were doing what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it how you wanted to do it but that's not where you are anymore you're in a glorious church without spot without wrinkle washed in the blood of the lamb of god the old man has passed away a new man has emerged God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for you. God wants to build you together with the person next to you unto an holy temple in the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Now, when we're talking about, when we're talking about this chief cornerstone and the building fitly framed together and being built together of God as a habitation of God through the Spirit, you know, this is... This is architecture we're talking about. And we're right in the throes of this in the Ready Now campaign, building this building that God is so graciously allowing us to do in Jesus' name. And it's going to happen in Jesus' name. And it's going to be glorious. And it'll be the Lord's doing and it'll be marvelous in our sight. And continue to be, continue to be persistent in this. We've got to stay the course and focus our eyes. God has called us to, this, to the kingdom for such a time as this. And we've got to continue to press forward in Jesus' name. And I thank God for the sacrificial giving of Tree of Life Church. God is using us together to do a good and glorious and wonderful work in his kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. And if this church needs any, if this world needs anything in 2019, it needs the church on fire and growing and seeing God do great things. And that's exactly what we are and what we're doing. And so we want to continue doing that. But, but, but I, you know, the, ar- the architectural component of this is not my forte. I'm not the, I'm not the one who is capable of, of, of providing some kind of an architectural rending. Sister Melanie is amazing at this. I am not amazing at this. I look upon these works with great awe and wonder. And one of the reasons is because it involves, it involves something that has always been a, a, a down a, a vice to me. Something that, that has been a weakness of mine. Math. Math. I, I've often wondered where math came from. And I tried preaching against it, but I, then that didn't work out too well. It's, it's, an, it's, it's a subject that I do, not have, I do not have an understanding about it. I just don't. And, and yet the Bible is full of math. And, and when, the, when, when the Bible begins to speak of numbers, it, the, the numbers are so 
precisely placed and meticulously uh, provided that, that by the time it's done, it just fitly frames together. It just all begins to come together. And the geometrical uh, nature of the church begins to take shape. And, and, and it doesn't make any sense to me, but, but the equations all begin to make sense. And, and, and when, you know, I, was, I, I did pretty good when it was just numbers. And, uh, and then when they introduced the letters, that's when I was like, man, you are confusing my, you know, you're confusing my whole world here. We got, we've got numbers and letters mixing, and I'm supposed to multiply this and that. And, and pie, I thought pie was a dessert. And, and I, I just the whole thing is just, it's just confusing to me, but it's not confusing to God, and it's not confusing to a lot of people, apparently. And, and they do really good. And every, every structure that you have ever walked into has, has come together because of the beauty of mathematics and because of the logical precision of mathematics. It, is, it has played a role in society all across the spectrum of society, not only in the physical structures that man has put into place, but the spiritual structures that God has put into place. One of the first commandments, if not the first commandment, that God gave to man was to be fruitful and multiply. Immediately God put upon him this incumbency to, to, to engage in a, a mathematical dynamic that there is to be a multiplication and it is to occur when there is fruitfulness. And, and, and it, is, it, it wasn't addition, it was multiplication. And, and so we have to understand that that is how God operates. There is a multiplying nature to God, and, and God operates in these, in these numbers and in the handling of these numbers, in the handling of these, of these various denominators and, and numerators and, and fractions, and He handles them with such meticulous uh, capacity, infinite wisdom, that by the time he has placed them all where they need to be, they come together into a fitly framed position called the church of the living God. Hallelujah. God wants to fitly frame you together, but it's going to involve mathematics. Spiritual mathematics. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. The three R's. <laughs> Amen. You got to read the word. You got to write it upon the tables of your heart. And there's going to be some numbers involved in this thing. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 said, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Oh, hallelujah. Grace and peace are going to be multiplied unto you. How many need more peace in your life? How many people need the grace of God for every second that you're alive? Well, Paul, Peter rather said that grace and peace are to be multiplied unto you. Do you know how they're multiplied unto you? They're multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. You've got to have a knowledge of God, a knowledge of Jesus as Lord. You've got to be baptized in that knowledge. You've got to be immersed in that knowledge. And, and, and by knowledge, I mean, yes, you have to read the word and, and get the word into your heart. You have to let the word of God enrich you. But, but even more than that, God's going to take you through life experiences that confirm the word of God. And you're going to have to lean on the word of God so that you can get through those life experiences. And, and, and all of that will equate to the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Jesus our Lord. And what you're going to experience is that grace and peace will be multiplied unto you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Not just a little bit of grace here and a little bit of grace there. But I'm talking about multiplied. Multiplied grace. Multiplied peace. It's going to multiply in your mind. You're going to have so much peace in your mind. The more you know about God, you're going to have more peace in your life. The more you know about God, the more grace you're going to come to understand. And you're going to come to appreciate and relish. Hallelujah. That is how it works. Grace. Grace and peace are multiplied. Why is that necessary? Because God is fitly framing you into the larger equation that is his body, his temple, his church. 
And so he's multiplying grace and peace in you through the knowledge of him. Verse 3, according as is his, as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Listen. And beside this giving all diligence. Add. Here we are. We're back at math again. Add to your faith virtue. Add to your virtue knowledge. Add to your knowledge temperance. Add to your temperance patience. Add to your patience godliness. Add to your godliness brotherly kindness. Add to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. What is God doing? God is fitly framing you together by putting inside of you faith and virtue hallelujah and brotherly kindness now i want to go over these again with you because a lot of times we get them mixed up the bible sets them in a particular order on purpose they're in order on purpose because god speaks to his people this way line upon line Line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little, here a little, there a little. He is the wise master builder and he is building us together as a habitation of God through the Spirit. He is growing us together as a holy temple unto the Lord. Hallelujah. So he's putting lines. He doesn't put precepts where lines go. And he doesn't put lines where precepts go. He puts lines where they go. The psalmist said it this way. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. This is why God will draw a line in your life and tell you not to cross it. Why? Because he's building you together unto an holy temple in the Lord. This is why God will put a precept in your mind and teach you an undying, irreversible, undeniable truth about his nature. And he'll Put it so deeply, firmly in your spirit. Why? Because he is building us together. Hallelujah. As a holy temple in the Lord. And to get you to fit right, he's got to lay the line where the line goes. The precept where the precept goes. And he's got to do here a little. He's got to do there a little. Here a little and, and, and there a little. I love that part because there's a lot that goes on in the here a little, there a little. Hallelujah. And, and a lot of people get this wrong. Let's go through this again real quick. He said, add to your faith virtue. And virtue knowledge. And knowledge temperance. And temperance patience. And patience godliness. And godliness brotherly kindness. And brotherly kindness charity. Now a lot of people want godliness. And they like to, they like to get godliness. And they like to leapfrog the other stuff. They get faith. Oh hallelujah. I believe. And then they get virtue. He fills me with his spirit, his power. And, and they really, that's, then they start getting a little bit of knowledge and they're like, oh, okay, good. Now give me godliness. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me godliness. And they jump over all the other parts of the pattern and they get godliness. And they skip over temperance. And they skip over patience. And they get to godliness and they feel because they've gotten it out of order, they never do get to brotherly kindness and they never do get to charity. And so that's, that, that, that's, that's why you meet a lot of mean Christians. And they can quote the scripture and cut you up. Use, one, use the same tongue to quote the blessed precious promises of God and tear you down and everybody you know down because they have skipped over the line upon line and the precept upon precept. They've gotten it all out of whack. They're not being fitly framed together. They're not growing together. They're not allowing God to build them together. But when you let the Holy Ghost do what the Holy Ghost does, the Holy Ghost will put the brotherly kindness where the brotherly kindness goes and the Holy Ghost will put the godliness where the godliness goes and the Holy Ghost will put the patience where the patience goes and the Holy Ghost will put the faith where the faith goes and he'll build you and he'll grow you and he'll fitly frame you together 
Oh, hallelujah. 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 You say, well, I don't think that's how it ought to be done. Well, it's not your kingdom, and it's not my kingdom. And we didn't create numbers, and we didn't create the logic of mathematics. God did. He's all about numbers. One of the first things he did was establish day and night, and he said, and this was the first day, the evening and the morning were the first day. Even in the greatest commandment, the number emerges. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Let's get something established right out of the gate. We're going to build this temple. We're going to build this body. We're going to fitly frame it together. And it's going to start with one. And we're going to multiply and we're going to add and we're going to subtract and we're going to divide until we get where we need to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, because I'm going to build this thing, he says. I'm going to fix this thing. I'm going to fitly frame it together. I'm going to take a lot of parts that you may not think go together, but I'm going to fitly frame them, and I'm going to grow them, and I'm going to whittle on them, and I'm going to, I'm going to smooth out those rough edges, and I'm going to get to match them up unto the perfect tabernacle of God. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I need to be just yet, but I'm not who I was. And for that, I give God praise. I give Him glory. He's added some things to me. He's multiplied some things in me. He's subtracted some things from me. He's divided some things in me. Hear what I'm telling you? And because of that, I'm beginning to see where I fit into the body of Christ. I'm beginning to see where I have a role to play in this thing called the church. I may not be the architect. I may not be able to draw a blueprint. I may not be able to sing. I may not be able to, I may not be able to administrate as well as others. And I may not have certain gifts and talents, but I've got a role in this thing. And he's gonna bring me down into the position that I need to be to do what he's called me to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, he will. He will do it. He's going to do it through mathematics. He's going to do it by adding faith and virtue and knowledge and temperance and patience and godliness and brotherly kindness and charity. He's going to do it by multiplying grace and peace. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 says this. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Hallelujah. Rightly dividing the word of truth. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Hallelujah. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly, thank God, dividing the word of truth. Dividing the word of truth. Straight cuts, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know what you need to divide, how you divide the word of truth? The way you divide the word of truth is by, is by removing all the junk that's not the word of truth. All the stuff you've got attached to it. All your opinions and all your conjecture and all your speculation. When you come into the word of the Lord. You know, I've got some Bibles that I mark up. i got pens and highlighters and i got stuff circled and i got arrows and i got all kind of stuff. I've got some Bibles like that and I've got other Bibles that don't have one line drawn in them. Because I don't want to go there and be drawn to what I've already seen. I want something new. I want something fresh. I want something that I've never seen before I don't want to be told by the subliminal messaging of my own markings that this is more important than that and these words take precedence over that I want to read it all like it's never been read before I want to read it all like there's no tradition attached to it I want to read it all like nobody but God has ever taught it I want to read it all like nobody but me has ever heard it I want to read it I want to read it in its raw unvarnished truth I want to rightly divide the word of truth 
Hallelujah. I want to see it. I want to see it fresh. I want to hear it anew. Lord, speak it to my soul again and again. I know he's one, but I want to hear him say it again. And say it, Lord, in a way that I've never heard it before. Say it with a different emphasis. Hallelujah. You can read one verse of Scripture. And by emphasizing one word, it changes the power of that Scripture. And provides a new power. For instance, the, the, the Scripture, He cares for you. It's been on my heart this year. He cares for you. And you emphasize each word of that. And it changes, it changes into a new power takes you to a new dimension walks you down a road of new truth he cares for you who are we talking about here we're talking about the lord of glory he elohim el shaddai jehovah elion the almighty god the alpha the omega he cares he, he does Elohim does, Jehovah does, El Shaddai, the great I am, the high and the lofty, the most high God, the altogether lovely. He cares for, oh, don't get me started on that, for, I don't even have to do it, he does it for me. Me? You want to go into my past? Check out my worthiness of him doing anything on my behalf? Me? See, each word of that is true. And each word carries a unique power. Each word of it carries a unique authority. And this is why Solomon would say in Proverbs chapter 30, Every word of God is pure. You've got to rightly divide all of it. And you've got to divide your opinion from it. And you've got to divide your conjecture and your speculation. And what others have said about it. You need a fresh word from God. Rightly divide the word of truth. Put it in its proper context. Don't just read one verse. But read all the verses around it. Understand who he's talking to. And, and who's, who's being addressed. And what's being said. And what is the setting. And, and what is he associating it with. Rightly divide the word of truth. Strong Christians are those who rightly divide the word of truth. Why? Because the building can't be built unless mathematics are involved. There's got to be right dividing of the word of truth. And what does that do? It multiplies grace. It multiplies peace. It adds faith and it adds virtue and it adds temperance and patience and knowledge and godliness and brotherly kindness and, and charity. Hallelujah. I love how it starts with faith and it ends with love. The book of Colossians you're not just going to add stuff. You've got to subtract also. The book of Colossians says in, in Colossians chapter 3. But now you also put off all these. Put them off. Anger. Wrath. Malice. Blasphemy. Filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another. Seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on. See, there's the addition. The new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. You're trying to fit into the body of Christ. And you're like, I don't, I don't fit. Yeah, you, you do fit. You just, you just need to remove. You need to remove some things. Let the anger go. Let the malice go. Let the lying go. Let the filthy communication out of your mouth. Let it, let it go. You've got to subtract. You've got to, you've got to remove some things in order for this to be fitly framed. You, you, you can't, listen. You have to get rid of the arrogance. You have to subtract the haughtiness. You, you have to subtract the my way or the highway attitude. You, you have to subtract the anger you have against somebody else. 
God, God accepts you, but he doesn't accept that. God, God wants you, but, he, but, but if that's you, he can't have that. You, you have to put off the old man. Because we're, we're being built together here. We're growing together here. I'm growing and you're growing. And, and you, you, this attitude of I'm right and they're wrong, that's got to go. In Jesus' name. This attitude of you say that to me one more time and you'll regret. No, 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 no. This attitude of, of I, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive them but I will never trust them again. You've got to let it go in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ, this attitude of, oh, I'll forgive, but I can't forget. You thank God that God doesn't think of us that way. I'm glad that when God forgave me, he didn't insist on remembering me. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. You hear what I'm telling you. If I go to hell, God forbid, in Jesus' name, if I go to hell, it won't be for anything I've done. Because he doesn't remember any of that. All of that is under the blood. It'll have to be for something I do in the future. God forbid. But you need to know God forgot it when he forgave it. And you must do the same. Or you won't be fitly framed together into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Adding faith, adding virtue, adding knowledge, adding temperance, adding patience, adding godliness, adding brotherly kindness, adding charity, subtracting wrath, subtracting anger, subtracting lust of the flesh, subtracting lust of the eyes, subtracting the love of money, subtracting the pride of life, subtracting a lying tongue. And grace and peace multiplies. When the, right, when the word of God is rightly divided. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then when, when that begins to happen in the life of an individual, then something amazing begins to happen. It begins to take place within the church. Oh, hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 said there were 3,000 souls added unto the church. And the Lord added unto the church daily. Such as should be saved. What's happening? How are people being added to the church? Because there's word being rightly divided. Grace and peace is being multiplied. Works of the flesh are being subtracted. And works of the spirit are being added. What happens? There's souls added to the church. And even greater than that, Acts chapter 6 verse 1. In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied. We've moved from addition. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Into uh, multiplication. Thank you, Jesus. He said, the Bible said, we will give ourselves continually to prayer, to the ministry of the word. The saying pleased the whole multitude. The scripture says in verse 6, they set before the apostles. They laid hands on those who they had chosen. They prayed for them. Verse 7, the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. How does the word of God increase? I mean, it's 66 books. How does the word of God increase? Because more people are talking about it. More people are speaking it out. What's happening? There's adding and there's division and there's multiplication. Hallelujah. And there's subtraction of what needs to be subtracted. And what's going on? The word is increasing and disciples are multiplying. The word is increasing and disciples are multiplying. And God is fitly framing his church together. He's building us together as a habitation of God through the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it all starts with one. He's the Alpha. And He's the Omega. Hallelujah. We better add the right stuff. Subtract the right stuff. Divide the right way. Have multiplied in us His grace and peace. And we will see the Word of God increase. The number of disciples multiply. And the church will grow and grow and grow. I'm not talking about numbers in and of themselves. I'm talking about spiritual growth. Grow together. A habitation of God through the Spirit. Come on, lift your hands with me right now. And let the Spirit of the Lord minister to you. In Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you, precious Jesus. I want the word of God to increase. I want the word of God to increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let, let the word of God come out of your mouth right now. Begin to praise him with his word, if you will. Praise him with his word, if you will. Praise Him with His Word, if you will. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth who has set Thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast Thou ordained strength that Thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Hallelujah. When I consider the heavens, the work of Thy fingers, the moon and the stars which Thou hast ordained, what is man that Thou art mindful of him and the son of man that Thou visitest? him for thou hast made man a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor hallelujah come on praise him with his word right now praise him with his word right now you are holy 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 is the Lord the whole earth is full of his glory the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein hallelujah lift up your heads O ye gates and be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. He is the King of glory. The Lord mighty in battle. Hallelujah. He is the King of glory. The Word of God increases when the Word of God gets in you like a fire shut up in your bones. You won't be able to hold it inside any longer. It will come forth from your mouth with authority. Oh, blessed be His holy name. Let's stand to our feet all across this house and lift up a high praise unto God. Come on, let's lift up a high praise unto God. All over this building, let's lift up a high praise unto God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 If you see yourself in any place of these needs, if you recognize that it's you that needs to subtract some things from your life, I want you to go ahead and make your way to the altar. If you realize that it's you who needs to add some things to your walk with God, you need faith, you need knowledge, you need patience, you need godliness, you need brotherly kindness, I want you to go ahead and make your way. If you need a multiplication of grace and peace, I want you to come forward right now in the name of Jesus. If there is something inside of you where you are being confused and you need the word of truth to come settle your soul and settle your mind, I want you to come forward right now and say, Lord, I need you to rightly divide. Help me, Lord, to study, to show myself approved unto you, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. I want to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to grow together with my brother and my sister as a holy habitation for God as a holy habitation for God oh hallelujah 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 oh hallelujah 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 blessed be his name 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, the Bible gives us the sequence. Before it talks about putting on the new man, it talks about putting off the old man. That's the proper sequence. That's line upon line and precept upon precept. You cannot put on a new man until you have put off an old man. Whatever parts of the old man still exist in you, can we just agree right now to put it off of us? Come on, right now, all across this building, let's let a holy repentance come over us. If there's anger, if there's bitterness, if there's malice, if there's any dishonesty, if there's anything in us that needs to be repented of, can we do it right now? Come on, that's it. That's it. Doesn't make you less of a person. God's just fitly framing us together. God's just building us together, a habitation of God through the Spirit. Hallelujah. 
Come on, come on, that's it. Do it. Subtract so you can multiply. Subtract so you can add. That's it, that's it. Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, I lay this anger down before you right now. Lord, I give you this anger and I give you this malice in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, any bitterness that's in me toward anybody, I give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, this self-pity, this self-pity that I have entertained, this self-loathing that I've allowed the accuser of the brethren to impose upon me, Lord, I'm stronger than that. Your spirit makes me stronger than that. Lord, let me put off this old man with the works of the flesh. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. There's stuff falling off. There's stuff falling off of people all over this building. In Jesus' name, that's it, Lord. Take this lust of my flesh. Take this lust of my flesh. Take this lust of my flesh. Sanctify me again. Sanctify me again and make me pure. Make me holy. Make me pure and make me holy, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Make me pure, oh God. Make me pure in your sight. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. I want to be holy. I want to be holy, Lord. Lord, let faith rise. Let temperance rise. Let patience rise. Let there be godliness in my spirit. Lord, let there be brotherly kindness in my spirit. Let there be charity in my spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, let God do something right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to be holy. I want to be holy like you, Lord. Holy. I want to be holy like you, Lord. Cleanse and make me new. I want to be holy. Oh, hallelujah. I want to be holy. Holy like you, Lord. I want to be holy. Oh. Holy Spirit.